Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Good Friday, the Friday before Easter Sunday. And this is the 15th day of April in the year of our Lord, 2022. I will be talking today about the economic warfare being waged across the full economic spectrum by the Western world against Russia, against Vladimir Putin, and against anyone who will not comply. Last Tuesday, April 12th, was the 77th anniversary of the death of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. FDR conducted a world war, but he did not quite live long enough to see the end of it. Here we are, 77 years later, once again engaged in a worldwide struggle. But for now, our participation is primarily economic and the control of all information. NATO and the United States confront Russia. They challenge Russia for its invasion of Ukraine, but it is the economic model set in place at Bretton Woods after World War II and solidified by the disconnection from gold or anything of value in 1971 that enabled the West to defeat the Soviet Union in the Cold War. It is what caused Vladimir Putin to inherit a broken nation. It's what caused the Eastern European nations to want to follow the West instead of Russia. The results of economic warfare here in America include inflation hitting a 40-year high in March, with the latest CPI index at 8.5%. The federal government's runaway money printing, especially since 2020, is certainly enough to spark rising prices, but now we add a war to the equation. The effects of the war are starting to cause ripples across the entire world. More and more inflation, especially for commodities like food, fuel, and metals. International trade starting to break down, which will continue to cause more inflation. People expect prices to rise, so they buy more, fueling inflation even more. When my gas tank is about a quarter from full, I stop and top off. Why? Because I know tomorrow the price will be higher if any is available. The supply chain is being disrupted, breaking down across the world, especially in China, which seems to make almost everything now. Later this year... Supply chain problems are predicted to hit food hard with shortages and higher prices. Doing things intentionally to make this situation a lot worse seems like madness to me. But that's apparently what's happening. Shutting down oil production in the United States, going to the Saudis with our hat in our hands at the same time we cozy up to their Iranian enemies, shows either serious weakness in the current administration's understanding of the world or suicidal intent. On a national level, the Saudis recently released a comic video making fun of, mocking the president and vice president of the United States, which has now gone viral around the world. So the Saudi sheiks who murder homosexuals and treat women as property laugh at and mock the United States and its leadership, but Washington still goes begging to them. The Western nations led by the United States have sanctioned just about everything in the world that is Russian. They've shut down their own fuel supply, barred any imports from Russia. The exception is Europe's dependence on Russian gas, which has been allowed to continue. What would happen if Putin simply turned off the spigot? No one seems to know, but it does serve to highlight the hypocrisy of the whole thing. In China, which, as I said earlier, makes just about everything, ships just about everything. It's so disrupted right now that by the fall of this year, the world has to be in a terrible bind supply-wise. First, you destroy your own nation's ability to manufacture anything 
by shipping all manufacturing to low-wage countries, primarily China. Then you decide to conduct economic warfare against all the countries that make everything you need to continue your way of life apart from China. Then China, on which you are now dependent, stops shipping. The Chinese city of Shanghai, home to 26.5 million people, is also the largest shipping container port in the world. It's now completely locked down because of COVID. When I say completely shut down, I mean shut down as only the Chinese can do it. People are locked in their homes, literally starving, according to reports, for our purposes. Let's look at the supply chain problems rather than the human cost for the Chinese people. Ships set an anchor in the Ch- Shanghai Harbor backed up for miles offshore. So many ships have been diverted to other Chinese ports, they can no longer handle the load. Shipping companies that ship refrigerators, refrigerated containers are especially hard hit because once offloaded, there's no electricity for the cargo. Even when the cargo can be offloaded, driver shortages and COVID lockdown bureaucracy prevent the cargo from being moved. More than 90% of truck capacity is out of service. Trucks cannot move in or out of the city without a special permit, which is never valid for more than 24 hours. Shipping containers pile up by the thousands because there's no more warehouse space for them. My point is that all this supply chain backlog will cause shortages. Shortages in America, sooner or later. Shortages mean higher prices when products are available. What does an overreaction to COVID in China have to do with America making economic war against Russia? Nothing. Except that when we come to rely entirely on a country as volatile as China, bad things are inevitable. Those bad things are magnified when economic warfare prevents imports from other sanctioned countries. Couple that to the restrictions imposed on your own ability to supply yourself, and it takes on the nature of economic suicide rather than economic murder. This war, this economic war, but also this information war, the United States is constantly waging. What's it about? There's hardly a day that passes that President Biden doesn't ramp up the propaganda to a new level. Just this week, he referred to Putin's actions as genocide. Yes, that's right. He said Putin was trying to wipe out all traces of the Ukrainian people. Previously, he referred to the president of Russia as a butcher, a war criminal. Earlier said he had no soul. That rhetoric would seem to make an armistice all but impossible. So why do it? I can only speculate, but it seems that the administration wants the war to continue for as long as possible, maybe just to bleed Russia dry. That could explain the slow delivery of weapons, a little at a time, but always increasing in lethality. Could the point of never listening to Russia's concerns over many years Moving NATO forces to the Russian border, canceling arms control treaties, moving missiles into Russian border countries. Could the reason be regime change in Russia? I certainly don't presume to be able to read the mind of President Biden or any of the war hawks that control the government of the United States, but that seems to me to be the most likely reason. Throughout the Cold War, regime change among nuclear-armed nations was forbidden. But now, all bets seem to be off. That leaves an attempted coup against a man who has his finger on 6,000 nuclear weapons. This propaganda war. Very interesting, because the U.S. has virtually complete control of all information. I look at Russia today and Sputnik News services and get a different picture, but who cares about what a bunch of Russians think? 
Now, however, the CIA has admitted publicly to feeding the American public false information about Ukraine, false stories about Russian atrocities not committed or committed by others, along with other fake Russian crimes. That all came to the forefront in a report of all places NBC News. The article said that the U.S. intelligence community is knowingly feeding information it does not believe to be accurate to the U.S. mainstream media for the American audience to consume. Since the mainstream media cures nothing for truth, only serves the wishes of the powers that be, no fact check is ever conducted. So the article admits to us that the deep state, the powers that be, or whatever term you choose to apply, is actively engaged in lying to the American people to manipulate public opinion. We're suspected this, of course, but now they openly admit it. According to the article, quote, multiple U.S. officials acknowledge that the U.S. has used information as a weapon, even when confidence in the accuracy of the information wasn't high. Sometimes it has used low-confidence intelligence for deterrent effect, end quote. Russia preparing to use chemical weapons in Ukraine. China providing military equipment to Russia. Putin being fed false information by his advisors. All lies. All lies churned out by the CIA. These lies were repeated over and over by the media. Even though they knew the information to be false, they lied to propagandize the American people in favor of the Biden administration's war narrative. Perhaps we're now at a point where Russia is guilty of any crime the U.S. claims it's committed, whether it actually committed that crime or not. If the crime to which Russians are accused of committing is not committed, well then, it's because of the bravery of the Ukrainian troops along with the NATO defenses. This is currently being sold to the American public as a way to create a false reality, shaped entirely by the state. Yes, it does sound a lot like Orwell, doesn't it? The state in control can no longer be held accountable. And truth, at least as our minds conceive it, is hostage to the state. The state is always justified because it is its own judge. President Biden admitted the chemical weapon story was a CIA false story, but said his purpose was to deter Putin from using such weapons. That sounds like madness, maybe Mad Magazine. But that's what he said. The administration also said... There is no information that China is considering providing weapons to Russia, I suppose. The reason China will not do that is because of U.S. lies. Some of these CIA press releases would be funny if not so serious. Consider the New York Times quoting a CIA source propaganda as, quote, breaking news. The breaking news was about Putin being misinformed by his advisors later admitted to be a CIA lie. In conclusion, folks, when FDR died in 1945, the United States was one month from the German surrender, five months from the end of World War II. America won the war while accumulating $259 billion in debt. Now 77 years of pointless no-win wars, one boondoggle after another. America is $30 trillion in debt led around by people in bureaucracies which lie to their collective faces, then laugh in their faces. They are free to do this because of the complete docility of the American mainstream media, which is all owned by only six companies, only six companies, all controlled by the state and its intelligence agencies, decide what you see, hear, and read about virtually everything. If that is true, and it is, 
why would NBC release the report I just talked about? Well, for some reason, the CIA wanted it released. I suspect Joe Biden is no longer viewed as an asset. Finally, folks, I no longer believe anything that comes from the U.S. government or its various mouthpieces. I saw a meme the other day that said watching this administration is like being tied to a chair, watching a toddler play with a loaded gun. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.